Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the 1999 beautiful Heath Ledger classic, 10 Things I Hate About You. All right, 1999. So this is on the tail end of what would be considered, you know, childhood, but childhood, it still counts. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You know, we were still in high school. It worked out for us. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, uh, we always want to remind everybody listening in or watching on the YouTubes eventually, uh, if you've never seen this movie, please take this uh, as the opportunity to find it. Uh, it's currently streaming right now on Disney Plus, of all places. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit, like, there's some crazy shit in this movie for a Disney movie. There's, like, dick drawn in the face. There's some pretty <laughs> crazy, like, there's yeah, there's some pretty deep uh, innuendos going on in here. But anyhow, uh, go find it on Disney Plus. Then you can come back and join us for the conversation. We'll give you a little bit of time to go do that. And you're back. All right. Greatest of all time. And now we're all Woo-hoo. up to speed. And of course, Mandy, uh, you and I don't like to talk about these things by ourselves because we don't care about each other's opinions anymore. No. And we just basically need someone here to take teams, uh, <laughs> you know, because we're probably going to disagree about most of this stuff. So yeah, we are, uh, we're very excited to have, uh, John, we're going to call you uh, Grand Rapids Area Comedian. That works, right? That's fair. Yeah. Grand I'll Rapids Area Comedian and Podcaster John Batch is with us, everybody. Yay. Pause for applause. Pause for applause. And Welcome. How you doing, John? All the applause that I'm used to. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm doing well. <laughs> good, good. I'm doing well. So back, uh, I was on your podcast. I was a guest on your podcast yes. a couple. It was like a month or a couple months. Time really yeah. doesn't exist anymore yeah. at this point. So <laughs> it's, it may have been yesterday. I don't right, fucking right. know anymore. Uh, and when I was on, we talked about you coming onto the show and doing something a little more wholesome because you tend to lean toward, well, your podcast, for example, is good versus evil. And you, uh, I guess, right. self-proclaimed evil. I don't know if other people are <laughs> on board. But, so we thought it'd what? be fun to have you come on and do a more wholesome movie since uh, that tends to not be your uh, tendency, I got a feeling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, I, I tend to be more, I wouldn't say evil, that's the name of the podcast, but uh, <laughs> sure. certainly a, a, a degenerate and a, a celebrator, celebrator of uh, all things uh, degenerate. So that's, uh, that's kind of my, my thing, what I enjoy to do. Nice. So yeah, something uh, a little more like a, a romantic comedy, uh, <laughs> not really up my alley, but that makes it all the more interesting and exciting for me. <laughs> for sure. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, John, to kick things off, we always ask the guest, how long had it been since you watched this movie before we made you watch it for the podcast? Well, so this this movie came out, had been uh, 12 or 13 when it came out, because uh, so, it came out, what, 99, 2000, yeah. somewhere yep. in there. Um, so uh, believe it or not, at that preteen pubescent age, not mm-hmm. really into romantic comedies. Uh, sure. So, you know. Uh, believe it or not, I actually I have never seen this movie until uh, mm. actually, uh, you asked me to watch it for this uh, this episode. Perfect! Yay! All right. <laughs> that always makes it super fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, especially one of these ones where folks that are uh, our age, Mandy and I, uh, this is kind of in that wheelhouse. Right when you were sort of coming of age, and when this yeah. movie would have made sense, mostly, I think. This was, they're in high school, we're in high school, you know, it made sense for us to... Oh, I was movie. for sure boning right. before this movie came out. Sure, I mean, sure, yeah. <laughs> but, well, I mean, so was yeah. Kat, you know? So, <laughs> she had done it the one time right after her mom yeah, left. Yeah, at night. Right. <laughs> just, to, just to see if she liked it, you know? But 
I, yeah, I got to be honest. Had I watched this at uh, 12 or 13, this would have given me a very different idea of what high school was going to actually be like. <laughs> For uh, sure. <laughs> so, this is um, like Shakespearean twist on your standard uh, high school experience, um, I think. Yeah, Matt never had high school experiences like this. This is like... No, completely unheard of for him to like go to parties. <laughs> yeah, I didn't or... go. If I if if I drank anywhere, it was in the safety and comfort of my own home. Uh, I, I had one of those the, the parents that were like, "If you're going to do it, please do it here," uh, which I did, but only did it there. So I have, in fact, to this day, I've never been drunk anywhere other than the place that I was going to be sleeping that night. Uh, like I've never gone oh, out to wow. a bar and got shit faced and mm-hmm. had some like had to figure out how to get home or anything like that. So. Yeah, a lot of this is my experience being the uh, young, pious, uh, not allowed to do anything uh, sort of teenager, I guess. But. Matt, we are going to have to take you out partying some night, uh, <laughs> sure. I think. Uh, we'll, we'll go out, we'll get drunk, we'll hit the strip clubs, we'll have a good night. I think that's, Hey, uh, he has done Friday Night Shotgun Club for a couple know, of what, weeks. Twice? Yeah, but, yeah. It's, but it's legit just one thing i just drink the I one know, thing and then shut her down i never i never in my whole life thought that i would see that happen <laughs> so that was fun <laughs> no i'm i'm t- i i will get you know shitty drunk it's just not in front of other people i'm very so, cautious as to how vulnerable i become around other people uh when i don't have control of my own my own actions so. <laughs> i went to parties but they were always they were not at like fancy houses Bobie like Lowenstein's Bobie. house <laughs> right exactly it was always like some shitty like half trailer house in a field somewhere. yeah a field that's most of them were fields right yeah yes that was that was my experience as well I, I grew up in a very conservative religious household my father was a minister mm. of all things oh, oh wow okay so so I, I definitely uh, identify with those the the two sisters very very, very much <laughs> uh but, but uh, but no, I, I was the same thing. You know, it, you know, if I had the chance to to sneak out, or my parents were out of town, I would it was I would you know, go hang out with uh, my friends in the field and just drink and hope the cops didn't show up. You know, sure. John, do you have siblings? Uh, I do. I'm actually the oldest of four. Uh, okay. Do you have any and, sisters? Uh, I I do actually. I have I have two sisters and a brother, and um, it's it's interesting of of. All four of us, uh, they all they all kind of took still that straight edge um, lifestyle. Most of them don't don't party. They might drink on occasion, have a beer, and uh, uh, but I, I kind of grew out of that. I guess is uh, rebelled against it. I don't know what's. It's funny to say it. you grew out but, of like the good the good thing and, and grew into. <laughs> was your was your were your parents or specifically your dad harder on your sisters about like going out and doing stuff than the boys? I mean, not not particularly. Um, again, I was being the oldest. I, I kind of took the reins when it came to rebelling and wanted to yeah. go to parties and shit, shit like that, right? So, by the time my younger siblings were were old enough to start getting into that, um, they didn't want any part of it because they saw the hell that I went through. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But awesome, uh, which was was good for for them, I suppose. Certainly good for my, for my parents. Uh, but uh, but no, I was. I was a little shithead when I was a, a teenager. Uh, nice. That's not that that's changed much. No, sure, sure. same. <laughs> well, did, okay, just wait, to get a handle. Matt, yeah. Oh. When was the last time you saw this movie? Uh, this is one of my wife's favorite movies uh, mm-hmm. of all time, and I mean, it's been within the last ten years. Okay. I've seen it, and I think she's seen it more recently. I, I feel like she's made our daughter watch it with her. 
and our daughters uh, probably would have been, you know, eight or nine at the time. So, um, yeah. So did it's, been, it's it? been a minute. Did you did you watch it as a kid at all or not so much? Me, I'd seen this movie prior. Um, what it was funny because when I asked my wife, I was like, "This was your favorite movie as a kid?" Like she had posters and stuff. So she was yeah. like into Heath Ledger and whatever. Um, but like, I was like, "How did? When did you learn that this movie was like an allegory to Shakespeare?" Because that's how it was yeah. introduced to me. I feel Taming like of the shrew. Yeah, I feel like I was introduced to it in high school as like a, I don't know if it was like a substitute teacher was in and we were just trying to learn about Shakespeare or something, uh, and this was an easy way to introduce that. And my wife was like, "Yeah, I had no idea that it was anything about Taming the Shrew until probably," she said, "you know, probably five years ago or so." Uh, yeah. She probably saw one of those weird like BuzzFeed articles about like <laughs> this is how it's different and this is how it's the same. So yeah, it right. Was, but yeah, that's how it was introduced to me as a vehicle for children to learn about Shakespeare. Okay. I would have, I would have loved that, man. When, when, when I was in high school, learned about Shakespeare, the, legitimately the only things we watched, watch the, the Leo DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet. Sure. Which, that's a, another story for another time. But, no, um, it's and, and, so, <laughs> so amazing. One of my favorite movies of all time. Love it. I know. It's fine. We can disagree. It's cool. <laughs> but I, I saw it on my 13th birthday and it was heaven. What? Oh. <laughs> when did you watch this movie, Mandy? Did you like, was oh, this a movie theater deal um, for you? It might've been. I, I mean, it might've been. Yeah, okay. probably. And then, um, and then I watched it you know, when it was on like TBS or whatever. Sure. Um, but yeah, this was a big one for me, like right around like my junior, senior year. Nice. Yeah. Makes and sense. then I don't think I've seen it at least five years. Um, okay. I probably, I mean, Heath Ledger died in 08. I went through like a, let's watch, Ledger. I know <laughs> I, I went through yeah. like a, let, I need to watch all the Heath Ledger movies kind sure. of phase. Um, so it's, it might've been 10 years, but I, I would say it's closer to like, like seven or five. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Sure. Uh, John, we also like to get a gauge on how people are going to, to, um, take in these movies based on what your, so like if we were to give you the sure. reins and say for you, you know, pick a movie that you, you would say shaped your childhood. If you were given the go ahead to make us watch your favorite movie from your childhood, not necessarily your favorite movie now, but the one that you would say sure. shaped your childhood, what would it be? Uh, Toy Story, uh, plain and simple. That was okay. that was the f- the first movie uh, as a child that made me cry, and, and will probably can probably still do that. Uh, I, I, it's you know uh, we we can cut that out, right? I don't, I don't need people to know that I have emotions. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, we'll leave that in, but we'll change it to a different movie title that makes more sense. Right? <laughs> okay. It'll be two two girls, one cup. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tears in my eyes every time. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right. uh, We do play a few little clips here just to get people up to speed. Uh, We're going to go sort of sequentially from the beginning here. We meet uh, the principal and Patrick uh, when he gets sent to her office. So I'm just going to play a little clip here. So Cameron, here you go. Nine schools in 10 years. My, my army brat. Yeah. My, my dad is. uh... That's enough. I'm sure he won't find Padua any different than your old schools. Same little ass wipe shit for brains everywhere. <laughs> Love her. She's great. Very small yeah, part in the movie. But, did uh, you, yeah, yeah. but great. Am I oh. in the right office? Hold not on. anymore. You're not. We're going to meet Patrick. Here. This is Cameron we're meeting now. Okay. <clears throat> Old uh, JGL here. Oh, I love him so much. Patrick Verona. I see we're making our visits a weekly ritual. 
Only so we can have these moments together. Should I uh, hit the lights? <laughs> oh, very clever, kangaroo boy. Love it, kangaroo boy. He's um, he's fucking smooth, man. I'll, uh, I'll give him that. That's... <laughs> I'm telling you, like this is like lady boner all the way for for girls. Um, but Allison Janie or Janie, however Jenny, she pronounces yep. Janie, yeah, she is amazing in the help. <laughs> I just want to point out, like she played the old lady and she was awesome and I loved her so much. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She did great in this movie too. Very small part, but very much a standout. She's writing a, uh, sex romance. novel romance. Yeah, That's the I word. Mean, not even romance. Right? It's yeah. like, it's, it's like a, like a smut, like smut. Sure. That's like, that's what I like. Honestly, is the, the smut. Yeah. Um, yeah. like, oh. like Twilight would have been so much better if there had been smut in it. Obviously it's for teenage girls, but if they could remake <laughs> Twilight with like a whole bunch of sex. Isn't that fifty shades oh. isn't that fifty shades of gray? Fifty shades of gray. Um, right. He is not a vampire. Hello. But he I can't... thought uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I thought Fifty Shades of Grey was written as like uh what's it like fan fiction of Twilight Maybe. and then it was con- like changed into what it became. But it started. I don't right. know. Maybe I heard that wrong somewhere. But um, yeah. But the idea that you can live together forever for eternity <laughs> with the person that you love and have amazing vampire sex your whole life, like for eternity. All right. I mean, the first part of that sounds. The first part of that sounds unrealistic. But yeah, uh, the vampire. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, although I, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't heard of a single uh, monogamous uh, vampire. Honestly, they're just, right. honestly. They're just out there getting it from from wherever. <laughs> I, One more I outburst this, like that from you, Mandy, and I'm going to mute your mic. <laughs> <laughs> when when I was growing up in the just starting to kind of get into that internet era, right? Um, and again, my parents, as I mentioned, were were fairly strict people, so they had those parental blockers on the on the computer. I couldn't watch sure. actual porn, um, but I found a way around it, and that was by looking up erotic literature. Dude, I was the same <laughs> so, fucking way. I did. I swear. Yeah. I uh, I would read stories and it, it was enough for me. Like that's that was enough to, <laughs> to get me going until put I was, in your put in your spank bank, yeah, like he sure. says. In right. the, yeah, that's exactly what I I did, and I would you know I would I would pretend like I was you know doing homework or doing research or whatever. And sure, yeah, if you get a full I, page I, I, of text on the screen, it's a lot easier to explain than to, <laughs> you know whatever else was going on for sure. Exactly. And so I'm, I don't know. I mean, even, even to this day, I guess maybe that's just because how I started out. But even to this day, I, that, I can get down with some, if it's well-written, some solid yeah. erotica, man. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Like completely. Actually, <laughs> there was a period in my life where that was like all I wanted. And uh, it, it would, I would be disappointed if there was like a chapter with no sex. (laughs) I was like, like what, what was the point of this whole like character development? There wasn't any sex here. Like what is going on? Um, Speaking of, that's honestly, no, that's what I was going to say. That, I was say that, that's honestly how I felt about the entire movie. Like there was all this character development <laughs> and then by the end, Nothing. Nobody's nobody's boning. What's what's happening here? Right. Yeah. We got one behind the back tit shot at the the teacher. Right. Uh, at the right. <laughs> yeah. Which in detention. she never she never got in trouble for. Hello. Right. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of shit that was going on in this school that was like not appropriate and would have yeah, been a, a sure. huge problem for sure. Yeah. Right. But I was going to say, speaking of like sex, um, okay, so Andrew Keegan, you know mm-hmm. who Andrew Keegan is? He played Joey, yes. the 
the sexy guy or whatever. That's what I was going to ask you, by the way, before we get too deep into it, what were you team uh, Joey or team, uh, uh, what was uh, Cameron or uh, the other Patrick? Okay. As or I guess William. I, you could have picked uh, David, <laughs> David Crumholtz too. No, <laughs> yeah, no. As a kid, I loved Joey. I thought he was so hot. And um, as an adult, I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt so much. Yeah. He is like, he's a feminist. He is sexy. Like, I love him. And obviously Heath Ledger. I saw A Knight's Tale like 12 times in the theater. So. Sure. But... Um, Andrew Keegan, I don't, do you guys know what he did after he became famous? Like after he like stopped being famous, like kind of. Yeah, I do, but this will be fun do, do for I, everyone do else. Want, do I want to know? He, I don't. Maybe. No, he he started his own religion, and it was a oh cult. Oh my god! And it's called the full the full circle, and um, it's just and this is what it says: full circle. Um, calls its theology a type of advanced spiritualism and it, it, the highest spiritualism founded on the universe of knowledge. And basically, like, he calls the shots. I don't think that the, that the cult is still together. I okay. think they have kind of, like, debanded or whatever. <laughs> sure, yeah. Sure. But this guy, like, went from hot movie person to, like, making all these people follow him in this sex cult, basically, because they were like all having sex with him. Yeah, it was totes crazy. This sounds. This is amazing. What are you talking about? This, <laughs> I, I want in. <laughs> like, For sure. I'm gonna. Yeah, I, what was the name of that? Now I, I'm gonna have to look up. I'm gonna. I this. would well, have sex with Andrew Keegan. <laughs> I mean, and I'd then be it like, would yes. all come full circle. That's the whole. Point. I'd be like, That's yes, <laughs> I am. I am for sure into your cult. Let's have I, sex. I watched a, I, like an inside edition interview with him or whatever, uh-huh. and they were talking to him specifically about the cult thing, and they were like, "Are you a guru? Do you like run the show?" And he just was very standoffish about it. He didn't want to be tied as like the guy, but clearly he was the guy. Like he was one of the first backers of the whole process. And, uh, and then um, they talked to the people about him and they were like, do you, does he call the shots? Is he your guy? And they were like, well, we're happy that he was famous because he's using that star power to make us like important. Like people are noticing Mm -hmm. what we're doing here. Um, But yeah, he was totally having sex with those people. I got a feeling. So, yeah, Yeah. I I mean, it was, it's, and I know they were hurting for money at one point. They were talking about like starting a Kickstarter or some other nonsense to keep themselves afloat. But his goal was to have like a full circle chapter in like every city in America, which I mean, if we haven't heard of it, you know, probably didn't, probably didn't take (laughs) off. It didn't didn't quite pan out, but (laughs) I got to be honest. Yeah, I will be happy to start a chapter here in Grand Rapids. Um, (laughs) I'll I'll get in contact with him. Um, <laughs> very good very good all right uh let's, <laughs> sure Let, let's meet uh the clicks at the school with mr david crumholtz who plays uh, we love him william yeah this is yes. like he's been in so many of our movies that we've so done many. it's crazy here's the breakdown <clears throat> over there we've got your basic beautiful people now listen unless they talk to you first don't bother boy is that your rule or theirs watch hey there Eat me. See that? Love it. <laughs> to the left, we have the coffee kids. Just a coffee cart on campus. Very edgy. Don't make any sudden movements around it. These delusionals are. What is this? Gilmore Girls? Monsters. Come on. Uh, they're big Marley right. fans. They think they're black. Clueless. Smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. 
These guys. Wait, wait, let me guess. Cowboys? Yeah, but the, the closest they've come to a cow is McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> right? McDonald's? No? These right. are your future MBAs. Okay. All right, we get it. So there's uh, the clicks in the school. Uh, did you guys ever have experiences with those people? Did those people exist in your experience in school? Mandy and I obviously shared some of that experience. Yeah. But, uh, John. John, what about you? I mean, I mean, yes and no. I was, I was kind of, I mean, honestly, kind of the, similar to how I am now. Just kind of um, would do anything for attention, right? Okay. <laughs> it's kind of a little bit, uh, you know. I, I had no problem being outrageous and, and just kind of having fun with life, and so just like streaking I, the assembly, you know? Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. that kind of kind of shit. And so <laughs> I was never, I was never one of the popular kids, but I was popular with the popular kids, if that makes sure. sense. I got you. Yeah. Um, or I was, I was. Uh, you know, so I would be invited to their parties and shit, not because they liked me or because I was, you know, I was part of their group, uh, but because they knew I, you know, I would get drunk and do something stupid. At some you were point. like their Steve-O, <laughs> like their entertainment right, for the exactly night. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was uh, my high school experience in terms of, of clicks, I suppose. So with that uh, ability, were you ever like a, a theater kid or anything like that where you were intentionally getting out or like where you were pushed out in front of your peers, like by... You know, oh, with a purpose. Oh, for for sure, I yeah, I, I did some theater in, in high school. I was actually a, a theater major in college uh, okay. until I s- switched majors and then eventually dropped out because I'm successful. Um, <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> that theater degree probably probably wouldn't be doing much for you right now either. So. <laughs> that's 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 fair. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I did. I, I enjoyed uh, theater. I enjoyed uh, film, and I, I was I definitely had those. Um, you know, I enjoyed the uh, the the scientific aspect is maybe the wrong way to, to put it, but I, I enjoyed the, the technique of it. And I enjoyed sure. yeah. learning those, um, you know, how that worked. And, and I think ultimately, you know, learning how those things were put together has, has made me a better performer uh, to this point as well. Sure. Um, but sure. yeah, so I, I definitely, I definitely had those, uh, those experiences uh, in terms of theater. Yeah. I feel like theater was like a landing spot for both ends of the spectrum. It was for those people who were like <laughs> too outgoing and like crazy would land in theater right. because there was just nowhere else for like the school to put them to sort of put that to good use. And then right. the other end were like the, the super quiet and introverted kids that would take to like, the, the lighting and the sound booth and the, the stage setup and, and, you know, all of that sort of stuff was a good home for them as well, because otherwise, where are you going to go? I mean, it's uh, so, yeah, I feel like the theater was, that, a was home. that was Matt's group. Oh, just for sure. So you know, I, but yeah. I was both. Ends of it, though. I was like, I was a jock. I, w- I hung out with the jocks. Um, I, but I also hung oh, out. Crazy. With- I thought you were the fake uh, regular kids who. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> no. I was with I was like with the like the funky punk kids too. Okay. Like like their pants um, were too wide and had weird yes. belts. There were just so many belts hanging off of everything. Yes. Very like cool. I had I had some identity issues as well, you know. <laughs> and um but I I played but the thing is, is I played a lot of sports, but I also I didn't have a super happy home life and I we went to school with a lot of rich Your home kids. life was like, unsatisfying unsatisfying yeah exactly (laughs) when you grow up your heart dies right (laughs) so um so with uh with that i think that i um i i did not like the kids that had things i didn't have like i felt like i needed to take them down a peg and i was seen as a bully 
and an asshole. And I was like big time. Sure. Like, sure. I was not <laughs> nice. Like there, there were a lot of people that were like, Oh my gosh, you were such a douche. And I was, and I'm not anymore, obviously, but, yeah. uh, well, I mean, I'm not, obviously I'm kind of still a bitch, but, um, yeah. So <laughs> like we, I'm going like, to pull that I, clip I, for I was, later, by the way. Let's, oh, okay. That'll just but, be a, so a standard I, clip that I push every once in a while. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> I had nothing. I didn't have really anything to do with the theater kids. So like, I didn't have anything to do with like the auto shop kids or, um, no, Fuck no one trade. like super like nerdy. Like, yeah. and, and the thing is, is I wasn't against nerdy. I hung out with a lot of people from like marching band and stuff, but like the theater kids, I wish that that was something that I would have done. Like, yeah. I feel like, if I would have been able to get outside of my image, like sure. quote unquote, like I, sure. I think I would have done well at that and had a really good time. Yeah. That's um, what usually would happen. Theater. Yeah. Theater was where, where it was, where it was at, man. I mean, you know, you, you always talk, think about, you know, the, the jocks, for instance, or the athletes are always the, the partiers and shit like that. No, the theater kids were the freaks, man. Absolutely. And yeah, we were the ones that were <laughs> drinking and experimenting with, uh, drugs and each other and that one time at band camp for sure. <laughs> well i've said this before but fucking but theater kids were like straight up fucking but like fucking were, oh for but sure fucking he said it i heard it <laughs> no no uh but like they were i mean you leave a bunch of kids behind a curtain for too fucking long and you're gonna yeah. open that curtain and they're all gonna be you know intertwined it's just gonna, yeah it's yeah. just a ball of children um <laughs> but yeah we have um, like okay our our production oh, of no, Equus no. was very, uh, you know, <laughs> very difficult to pull off. Sure. Um, so <laughs> okay, two inside. I don't know. This movie, like everyone was super good friends, which you know how much I love that. Like oh, they, sure. um, they became super, they became friends. Heath Ledger and uh, Julia Stiles actually dated for like a smidge. Um, they broke up in 2000. Do you I did know not know that. Who, uh, John, uh, uh, not John. What's the kid's name? Joseph uh, Gordon Levitt. Nope, the other guy. Uh, the the bad boy guy. Heath Ledger. Nope. Oh, um, Andrew Keegan. No, Andrew boy. Keegan. Do you know who he was? Uh, dating like after, like in adult life. Do you know who he? No. He was apparently dating Leanne Rhymes for a while. <gasps> like oh, poor Leanne. Like that's what like he broke up with Leanne Rhymes and then eventually started this weird cult thing like in the aftermath of that. So. I mean, she has a magic pussy. That's what I hear. Okay. Like, All right. <laughs> Once you sing uh, yeah. like Tammy Wynette, you never go back. I don't know. I Whatever. Don't know. I don't know what you're saying right now, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Larissa o Olenek is who played Bianca. Mm -hmm. And I love her. Her and Joseph Gordon-Levitt were in Third Rock from the Sun together. She played Alyssa and he played Tommy. And I love that show. I know we've mentioned it before. Sure. Um, and also this is what's like totally crazy to me. She wanted to be Kat and Julia Stiles wanted to be Bianca. And I cannot see the two of them switching roles whatsoever. Julia Stiles is not like a glamorous sure. person to me. Like she, she doesn't seem girly, even in like the, the movie, you know, like, um, say the last dance, which, yeah. oh my God, that's such a great movie. <laughs> no, um, it's not. Oh that my God. Shut, <laughs> shut your fucking mouth right now. It is so good. Uh, Julia Stiles um, to me I, I, is like if a cat became a a young lady, that's what her face would look like. She has oh, like a do weird. You, do you not think she's pretty? I don't mind. I don't. She's got a very unique sort of 
I don't know. It just everything's sort of rounded, and she just seems sort of mouthy. She's but a, she's—I mean, she's all right. I don't know. She's she's a very masculine woman. There you go. All right, we'll I give her that. Is, is, is the, <laughs> the way to put it. Do you think <laughs> that? Do you think that without her character in this movie, or do you just think in general? Because well, I just played, think that in general, even just like, in general, yeah. I think I've seen Save the Last Dance more than I've seen this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that's also, again, one of my wife's uh, yeah. favorites. So I've been forced to watch that as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, she's she's not... I think that's what served her well is that she seemed more like the girl next door type. She yes. seemed attainable to like young men who thought that she was attractive, you know? And I think that's what got sure. her her spot. Like she hit that mark and was like, this is who I am from now on through the rest mm-hmm. of these like tween teen movies that I'm doing, you know? Yeah, I can see that. And I do think that she's a good actress. I really do. Um, by she, the way, when she, she cries... so Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened to her, because I haven't seen anything from her in 10 right. years. I looked her up. She's still doing stuff. Yeah. Is she? It's just not anything like major. I thought she did dropped, some TV stuff, too. But. She did. She was... Ugh, I'm sorry. I dropped my e-cigarette, and now I'm not going to be able to focus until I get it back. <laughs> It's like way out in the middle of the floor. <laughs> well, on. if you can wait another eight minutes, we are going to have to take a break. Um, but... What are you talking about right now? Like, are you serious? All right, in the meantime, let me play another. Uh, let me play another. I can't wait here. eight minutes in the normal day when my kid's doing schoolwork online. Like, how am I going to make this happen? No, okay. We, uh, so we were talking about Bianca. Let's play some of her here. Another iconic line from this movie. Yeah, but see, there's a difference between like and love. Because I like my Skechers, but I love my Prada backpack. But I love my Skechers. That's because you don't have a Prada backpack. Oh. Nailed it. That's it. No, I am so glad a you true philosopher. That. Yeah, if you ever wondered what the difference was. Well, for one of the most beautiful people in the entire world is in that scene, and it's Gabrielle Union. For sure. Oh, my yeah. God. Like she is, if I could like say what true beauty was, I seriously think that it's her. Yeah. Like everything about her, everything she's ever done, like in in um Bring It On, and like she in uh, Bad Boys Two. Obviously, I'm like I'm not talking about like like Emmy winning or like Academy Award winning (laughs) performances. No performances. (laughs) But she is like just one of the most attractive women that has ever been on film, in my opinion. (laughs) I think she's awesome. All right. No, I I agree. She's absolutely absolutely gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like she, she should have been. She should have switched with the other the other uh, girl. The the two that were in that scene. I, I think they would have been a, a good switch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She would have made like a really good Bianca. But uh, right. Uh, I mean, you know, it was '99, and they didn't have like black well, female leads back then. It right. Was that's, it was... Yeah, that's that's fair. And then if you change Bianca, you're going to have to change Julia Stiles because it's pretty doubtful that they would have had an interrela- interracial relationship at the time, unless mom was uh, mom. So mom just left, right? Like mom yes. was. They don't say that she died. She just like packed mm-hmm. up shop and took off. Yes. Which we don't get any sort of background as no. to why she would have done that or anything, but. No, but in a way, it makes sense that Cat would have sought the the arms of some douchebag boy. For sure. That, you know, and, and too, I feel like I love the interactions between Dad, Larry Miller, by the mm-hmm. way, who is hilarious. Yep. Um, between Dad and the kids, and I he was a flaming that, imbecile. Please, and I think yeah. he might ask me. Please, I think I know what he's going to ask you, and I think I know the answer. No, it's always no. <laughs> what are the two house rules? Number one. 
No dating till you graduate. Number two, no dating till you graduate. <laughs> that's it. Daddy, that's so unfair. All right, you want to know what's unfair? This is for you two. <laughs> this morning, I delivered a set of twins to a 15-year-old girl. Do you know what she said to me? I'm a crack whore who should have made my skeezy boyfriend wear a condom. Nailed it. Love it. Close. Close. But no. <laughs> she <laughs> said I should have listened to my father. She did not. <laughs> uh, he is very hit and miss for me in movies. When, when he's playing this character, it's perfect for that. But yeah. unfortunately, he takes this energy and this character and does it a lot. So, a lot. Although he wasn't pretty woman. He played the guy that like, he was like, come like make her beautiful. Oh, you weird. Know? Yes. Yeah. And I love him. I mean, he's only in it for like five seconds, but sure. you know, he, he makes her happy, which is super wonderful. Yeah. He, he was my, my favorite character in uh best in show. The, um, the old, uh, Yes. who produces that but you know what i'm talking about with the the uh-huh. mockumentary yep uh, he's in again in there for like five minutes maybe 10 minutes and, and he basically plays a, a character that's having an affair or had an affair with uh, one of the main characters uh wives mm-hmm. and he he absolutely nailed that he was <laughs> he was just what again just that same intensity bringing that he that is his his character archetype Sure, sure. And I I like to see him in movies. He's another one of those guys that's just in all of the movies and you never know who he is. He's very much like this much. Like, yeah, you're like, I didn't even know he was in that movie. Yeah, 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 for for sure. sure. Well, okay. So if we were going to pick standout characters, um, who would you pick, John? Like, who was the one character other than maybe like the main three um, that you would say was like, oh, or main four, I guess that you were like, oh, yeah, they Mm -hmm. like stole the show. Well, uh, again, I think we talked about her uh, earlier. I, I, I'm terrible with names, so you're gonna have to forgive me. But the uh, the guidance counselor, Miss Perky, um, yeah, um, Alice yeah. and Janney, yeah, Alice was, and Janney, Alice and Janney, um, was ab- absolutely hysterical to me. Now, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I was I was uh, drinking pretty heavily uh, when I started watching this movie. <laughs> sure, uh, just you know, get through me it. Me too. Um, but uh, <laughs> both both times. <laughs> right. Uh, so that. But but she again she was uh, absolutely hysterical and I I really wish they would have given her more more screen time I, I again she she uh, was one of my favorites right Matt yeah, what I, about you she is she's the type of of uh, either I don't was she a principal or was she the guidance counselor or what was she guidance counselor okay because but uh, that was what made it so much better because she was just like okay shoo I had yeah, to work next, on my novel yeah, right uh, she's how I wish that they would all treat kids like none of the problems that you really have are any sort of a real problem when you're yeah. that age unless of course they're actual you know i mean you can, in 1999 no now we're dealing with covid and like sure mass shootings so like kids have like Ooh. major anxiety speaking of covid i did want to give you guys some tips to surviving covid we do pull these occasionally from movies and this one had a great example as well <laughs> so if you're looking for things not to do go ahead and check out this list no drinking no drugs no kissing no tattoos, no piercings, no ritual animal slaughters of any kind. Oh, God. I love it. So, yeah, that, that should keep I'm you guys I'm safe. Done. I'm done yeah. for. Right. How, um, many, I, how many from that list have you done, really, is the thing. <laughs> right? Today or? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, for me, though, uh, standout actor, not to continue to uh, hit the same drum. Yeah, I would have probably picked uh, Alice and Janney, but I would say Larry Miller. Uh, the father was great in this movie in this context 
the like the the padded suit, the fat suit, the the uh, pregnant belly uh-huh. scene was amazing. And yeah, he's just a and he ends up getting the the turn. Like he becomes a better yes. person after the movies. You know, he realizes the error of his ways and he fixes himself as a person and so on. Yeah, this movie is very deep. It does it delves into a lot of different relationships, and I think that the father daughter relationships it it that's like almost like the key to the movie. Really. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And right. um, if we knows- d- if we don't explain what we're about to do here in just a second, we're going to lose it before the break happens. So okay. I do need to cut us short real quick. We are about to uh, hit our break, but before we do that, John, we always have an activity that we do with all of our guests, and it involves a theme song, and that theme song goes like this. Chop this, chop this synopsis. Chop this synopsis. Chop this, chop this synopsis. And you may recognize those dulcet tones. That is from Mr. Bob Fredericks. Uh, he uh, was able uh, to record yeah. that theme song for us live from his vehicle during his lunch break at work. So, beautiful very, voice. Yeah, very grateful for him. But this. <laughs> This activity, we don't see it. It's not really a game because there's no winners, but this activity is called Chop This Synopsis, and this is where we ask you to take this movie, 10 Things I Hate About You, and reduce it down to 10 words or less. Don't panic. You're going to have the break oh, to Jesus. figure it out. So okay. <laughs> take, take the break, think it through, come up with 10 words or less to describe this movie, and we will get that answer from you when we come back after the break, and we will be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Bob from Your Welcome Future Self, the podcast. Each week, myself and my co-host Adam come together to become less terrible people one episode at a time. It's a show about creating goals and trying to keep them. I hope you listen in wherever you get your podcasts and join us on our journey of self-improvement and mental health and stability. (laughs) Or instability, I don't know. But come on and join us. Jamie! I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental Podcast. So can you keep them quiet during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental Podcast? I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Chop this, chop this synopsis. And we're back. All right. Welcome back, that everybody. That is going to be my. Sorry, that's going to be my new ringtone, man. I like that. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> It really gets stuck in it. Really gets stuck in your head. Imagine listening to it over 110 times because uh, maybe. <laughs> this is, yeah, that, I think this is our 112th episode. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, if you don't count the first four uh, Groundhog Days and then a few extra, <laughs> yeah, weird episodes in between, and then we had the the double feature episode with uh, the Labyrinth, which uh, you know any labyrinth <laughs> is gonna any labyrinth is gonna take a long time to get through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That is fair. Uh, speaking of Labyrinth, uh, Mr. Jacob Kuban was on that episode, and he uh, graciously provided the koozies that we're drinking out of today. So Yes, I'm with stupid. If you're watching this on, uh, <laughs> on the YouTube channel, then you can go find these at moistjunk.com, just so you know. Um, I have one that, that is pink, and it says, live, laugh, come. 
It's the greatest. Uh, it's in yeah, cursive, it's and I didn't think it would it would translate <laughs> over the. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, amazing. if you if you like weird shit, go find Jacob's stuff. Everything he does is weird, and it's the greatest of all time. It's the good kind of weird, not the. You know, not yeah, so send, I, send us your free shit. We'll advertise it. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. What were you going to say, so, John? No, I was going to ask you if, if you uh, – please tell me you're, you're, that drink or that live, laugh, come uh, – you're using that when you're on your school Zoom meetings for your children. <laughs> um, I do have to say that that koozie is legit in my daughter's bedroom right now. <laughs> <laughs> she is five and a half and she can't read. She certainly can't read cursive. Yeah. All she knows is that it, all she knows is that it's pink, and she wanted to use it for her Barbies for something. And nice. when I went, I actually wanted to use it on the podcast today because I used this one on the last one. But I didn't have time to search through like her entire room of toys. Just to all of it. the other koozies that she has in her room. Is that- oh my god! <laughs> That's all yeah. she gets to play with, right? That's. A- uh, I just a- keep I waiting for like one of her. Yeah. I, I keep waiting for one of her older friends to come over and be like. What does this say? Like that's not how you sell cum. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and then of course, mine. We have uh, Calvin pissing in your mouth, Thing on you, your face when you drink out of the, the bottle. It's so that's so a great. Amazing. All I'm right, so All go right. go uh, listen to those podcasts that we had ads for yes. uh, in the interim here. And then moist now, John, if you could yes. please regale us with your ten word or less synopsis of ten things I hate about you. I hope you didn't use the title. That's going to take up a lot of your words. <laughs> Here we I go. I don't think I did. So I, okay. I'm going to see if I can do this in 10. Uh, horny teenage boys who would have never survived the Me Too movement. <laughs> there you go. I love it. That's, that's what I would it's go with. It's so true. <laughs> I mean, and too, who I was going to say was my favorite, my outstanding character uh-huh. was um, the teacher. Oh yes, Mr. Oh Oh, shit, what is his name? Mr. Oh shit, Mr. Oh shit. Which basically he was just a big old page seventy-three, sonnet one forty-one, and listen up. And faith, I do not love thee with mine eyes, for then thee a thousand errors know. But tis my heart that loves what they despise. Who in despite of you is pleased to dote. I nearly wanted to throw my TV out the window during that. It was just so cringy. (laughs) But he knows his shit. So we can overlook that. I want you all to write your own version of this sonnet. Oh, <laughs> yes, miss, I have an opinion about everything. Do you want this in iambic pentameter? You're not going to fight me on this? Uh, P.S. No, I, I think it's a really good assignment. I almost was in a band called Iambic Pentameter. We were uh, going to be the worst uh, band that was ever, ever a thing. So. <laughs> Doing doing what Shakespeare cover songs? I'm no, I don't. I don't know. It was just. <laughs> it was one of those deals where we were just all sitting around trying to come up with what the name of the band should be, and that got thrown out enough where people were like, you know what, fuck it, we'll just go with that, and then it just it sort of fizzled. But you know, I actually that's, love that's his character. Yeah, I love when he's talking about like, uh, is, uh, did you get your butt kicked, or someday you're gonna get bitch slapped, and I'm yep. not gonna say anything. Like, I love that. Did you guys ever um, have a teacher like that? One that like didn't play by the rules and would like swear in front of their kid, you know, the kids, and then, you know, do whatever. You mean like I, like Mr. G that yeah. raped our English teacher and chased her with a hatchet. Uh, yikes! I mean, I that, allegedly, I don't know if we're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> that's certainly rebellious, I yeah, guess. Right? 
Um, no, I I did have uh, my my uh, freshman year uh, his, history teacher was what she was. Uh, she was um, absolutely gorgeous. I I, <laughs> I fantasized about her almost every night. That she was she was an incredible woman. She actually uh, got me started on on writing. Uh, actually, so she was. Um, I started like writing. Erotica. That's why you're into erotica. erotica. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She got me started on on erotica. Uh, Most of it was about her. Uh, She got me started on erotica. (laughs) And you're you're you were writing about your throbbing member. Yep. (laughs) Your bratwurst. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She she for whatever reason didn't uh, didn't pass me uh, on those assignments. I'm not sure what it could have been, but uh, (laughs) right. Um, let's get, we got another clip here of the teacher. This is when Kat, the teacher and Joey show up on screen for the first time here. So this is only about seven minutes in. He was an abusive alcoholic misogynist who squandered half his life hanging around Picasso trying to nail his leftovers. I do hate her. Bitter self-righteous hag. She's amazing. I love her. But I mean, I hate the type of person that she is in this movie. No, I love it. (laughs) I guess in this society, being male and an asshole makes you worthy of our time. What about Sylvia Plath or Charlotte Bronte or Simone de Beauvoir? What did I miss? The oppressive patriarchal values that dictate our education. Good. I mean, I seriously <laughs> hope my daughter hey, is like this. Is there any chance we could get Kat to take her model before she comes to class? Zing. <laughs> Someday you're going to get bitch slapped, and I'm not going to do a thing to stop it. Nice. <laughs> I love that. And but he I does... do. I as like I am a feminist and I want my daughter to I mean I obviously talk about being a slut and all this like <laughs> shitty shit. But like I want my daughter to be a strong like big self-esteem person that just doesn't feel like she has to cater to what other people think like right so I she mean, can start using that koozie when absolutely. you know just today like she'll just <laughs> she feel free to be hey. empowered to walk around with that now oh i have <laughs> no problem there. when we when we have the sex combo uh, i'm gonna be like you make sure that motherfucker lets you finish before he does <laughs> do you think <laughs> i did you have the talk Either of this is for both of you. Did you have the talk, and do you believe that you will have the talk with your offspring if it were to come down to that? So for me, the answer is no to both. Um, okay, so right, I, right. <laughs> I I uh, I had one experience with my father. We were I was probably twelve years old, and we were driving, and he said, "John, I I, I want to talk to you about." masturbation now i'm 12 i've already started kind of doing some things right sure you know i gotta gotta act innocent i okay dad we what's that you know (laughs) and his response was you know what never mind you're probably too young and and that that was the extent of our conversation (laughs) um he uh you still waiting for that phone call now then still (laughs) waiting for that phone call he did he did at at one point and i you know i I don't want to get uh too uh, like hacking it sure to my bits because I do talk one time where my mother caught me masturbating and his response was to give me a book 
by uh, a man named James Dobson, if you know who that is. Um, he's, he's a real Oh, yeah, me and James guy. were tight. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, this, this, again, uh, this is just more depth into your uh, love of literature and, and, <laughs> and erotica here, I feel like. This is, and, here, have a book. Yeah. You thinking about fucking? Here's a book. <laughs> here's a book, right. <laughs> I mean, it was no Fifty Shades of Grey, but it, it did the sure. trick, you know? Nice. Um, but that was it. And no, I... I do not have any children. Uh, I do not plan on having any children, mainly because uh, I am very scared that uh, I will have daughters and they will end up meeting a guy like me. And, sure. and that's that's just not not acceptable. Well, and to be fair, um, no one's given you the talk yet, so you may not even understand <laughs> yeah, how where they come from. Even that's, so, <laughs> if you want to wait, when we're done here, we can all have like a, a group Zoom where I explain. Yeah, like, for sure. How we'll leave that up to you, Mom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd appreciate that, Manny. Because uh, yeah, she's just got so, I'm pulling out diagrams. She's already wait. set, ready to go. So for me, yes, I will have the talk very early. Did you have the talk? Like, did anyone talk. like set you down? No. Um. Yes, my parent, my my parents who were still together at the time. So my mother and father, they divorced when I was like five. So I knew very early on, but I also watched a lot of R-rated movies sure. when I was a kid. I mean, like I was exposed to sex like super early. But my parents were in the backseat of a Pinto hatchback in the parking lot. <laughs> my no, my parents were you know kind of like swingers back before I was born, and before so it was they cool. were they were very sexual, <laughs> and um so like that was explained to me like you know the penis vagina blah blah blah. When my yeah, any, daughter, really anyone who watched Kindergarten Cop was on that same level, really. Yeah. However, <laughs> when I was growing up, like if you watch porn, like if you watch any kind of porn, even uh -huh. softcore porn, like women are portrayed to be like having the best time of their lives. Like <laughs> this is like amazing, you know, and if they don't, there is like a stigma. Then obviously, like as time has gone on. But I mean, on, who's watching? Who's watching the alternative though? You know what I mean? Like if you want, if you're, if you're in it to watch somebody like um, not enjoying themselves, then women, that's, that's a little creepy. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, but women, like we are not, Do you, you wanna, don't just, you don't want to watch, you don't, a, Matt, shut your mouth. You, you don't, don't want to watch just, a man having a terrible time during, you don't just sit but, on a dick and come. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is not what happens. And so when my daughter gets to the age where I like where she wants to have sex i want to be like listen like don't ever think that you're like less because this doesn't happen like you have to have like a b and c to in order to feel good and if this person doesn't like you take totally the time left to out do the this <laughs> you don't have got, to have got, the d Jokes. Come on. the d is not what gets you there when you're like 15 16 17 Maybe Wait, in your thirties. Right, I think 30s, I'm gonna stay on for this call after we're done here. In your thirties, in your in like your thirties, forties, the D will get you there. But not no, early to. on. Like and girls forever. And you know what, ladies? If you okay, all of our listeners. Hey, John, how if, how long do you think it'll take Annie no, to realize that I've shut, muted her microphone? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, all of our female listeners, if you feel the same way that I do, that you need to express to your daughters that they deserve to have sexual pleasure before, like, the men, like, get to finish, I, I for sure will explain this to Kate. Like, 100%. Like, don't 
sell yourself short because I did and it did not work out for a really long time. So sure. anyway. It's, all right. Oh, you guys, you guys are like, oh, oh okay, sure. Yeah. No, yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm, I want my I'm, daughter I'm, to be satisfied. Mandy, okay? you know what? To be honest with you, I was just waiting for you to finish. You know what I'm saying? Come on. <laughs> Jokes. Huh? All right. Shut <laughs> up, Matt. Yeah. So stupid. All right. So what what kind of so we what kind have, of porn do you like? Oh, here you go. What's kind of porn? What? I said, what kind of porn do women like? I want, I want to get on um, some of this education. Um, I think that like like oral, like female oral, like when men are okay. like giving oral or um, foreplay, or if there's a story, like if sure. it's like women like okay. to have like a storyline or like some kind of yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's there are women out there that just like to like be like, yeah, I just like to see it in and out, and I'm good. P and V G. But yeah. I don't. I, yeah, I don't want my daughter to think that that is all she is. Like, I if that's not what satisfies her, I want her to know. Like, you are not. This just this conversation makes satisfied. me want to makes me want to cover the movie super bad. Uh, just because of the <laughs> yes. the conversation about porn that they have in the beginning, so we should cover that soon. <laughs> Okay, so let's get to. Okay, I have a couple of fun facts. Yes, and then let's learn about this movie. actual movie for sure. <laughs> and then, um, and then we have some games. So, um, during the poem, do you have the clip of the poem? Like, I do. Reads? You want to you want to hit that now? That way, it's well. Um, I'll tell. Let me tell you this first. Um, when she reads the poem, there was only one take, and she cried, and it was not anything anyone expected she okay. was actually not supposed to cry during this poem but she doesn't even know why she did yeah she thought maybe uh, uh julia styles thought that maybe it was because um it was her first big movie she wasn't quite sure, sure. and well then to be honest with perfect. you this this poem there's a bit of it that's that seems like it's for her mom too like a little like yeah. if you listen to it because at first i was listening to it going like all right this is clearly I mean, this is vaguely about him, but I mean, obviously toward the end, it, it solidifies that it is indeed about, uh, about Patrick, but like, there's a part of this that could be about her mom as well. So let's listen to that last, uh, poem scene here. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big, dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much. It makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse, when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. That and is it, such horseshit. And then it just oh plays this music. I really wish I, I had like a sad trombone sound after that. I <laughs> bawled my eyes out last night watching this. Yeah. I am not even going to lie. And I had to watch this movie in sections because I'm trying to watch it during my daughter's like back to school, you know, and, and sure. I'm like, oh, okay. And this was the part that I watched last night and I bawled my eyes out at this part. I don't it's, know why. Yeah. It just gets well, you. Like, I mean, at this point, her dad has let her down. Her mom clearly has let her down. Patrick has let her down as well. And then, I mean, even her sister didn't do what she had hoped. You know what I mean? Like, 
So there, it's like a snowball of just shit that's going on in her life too. So I, I feel like it's more than just she has this infatuation with a with a boy with an accent. Like it's just her whole life is like fuck. This sucks, and something yeah. good has to happen. And fortunately, you know, eventually it all comes around. Full it circle. Does. Come on. Yay! Full circle. Can we can we talk about that accent by the way? Because uh, was he? What the. F- fuck was that what he sounded that's like his real, trying, that is no sounded, that's his real no, accent it sounded like he was trying to do a half american accent but couldn't quite get there sure and and i don't know i just that that threw the whole movie <laughs> for me, right? all right, all right oh, let's okay. listen to I, I some <laughs> we'll listen to that accent here if you're planning on asking me out again you might as well just get it over your mind you're kind of burning this for me uh there's just a lot of this going on in the background though Yeah, whatever. That's too much. There's just too much background noise happening. Here we go. <laughs> he has a good voice. <laughs> this has to have spawned like a million proposals and other things, like high school uh, prom, uh, asking girls at the prom and stuff. It's, it sets the standard way too high. That's For sure. Yeah. It's it's. And he evades police. He assaults an <laughs> officer. And he doesn't end up getting she, shot. She flashes him. She I'm flashes for them to pull him. Out, I'm waiting for them to pull out guns, you know, but of course he's a white guy. So <laughs> he's right. Exactly. So had he been a black guy, he would have been shot. <laughs> right, yeah. Black lives matter, people. <laughs> All right. So, um, Joseph Gordon Levitt, by the way, speaks fluent um, French. Did Which he at is the time too? No, like, yes, one hundred percent. He did at the time, so that. that's super funny because he was like, "Oh, I had to learn French," and sure. yeah. All right, so we have to move on to games because I have so many people that I've talked about their ages. Okay, hold on. There is a shit ton. I got to hear this clip though first before we get moving on here. What's normal? Those damn Dawson's River kids sleeping <laughs> in each other's beds and whatnot. <laughs> Daddy, that is so nice. Good news for you. I'm down. I've got the 411, and you are not going out and getting jiggy with some boy. I don't care how dope his ride is. I just want to say that to my daughter when she turns like 16. That's what I want to just. I love me some Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yeah, some Dawson's River kids. I love it. Yeah, that's the greatest. All right, time. so we should talk about box office before we okay. talk about yeah. ages. And of course, that also has a theme song, and that's been provided by the one and only Mr. Stu McAllister. Box office theme song. That's it. Short and sweet. Box office theme song. Here we go. All right. So, John, how how much do you think it cost to make this movie in 1999? Oh my God. So, I mean, most of these kids were relatively unknown at the time, right? So their their price wouldn't have been that high. On the other hand, it's a studio movie, so you know that bumps it up a little bit. I'm gonna say 12 million. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give them a little more to work with because it's such an ensemble cast. I assume uh, they had to do some weird retrofitting to the school and make things happen there. So I'm going to say this True. was like 25-ish million, something okay. like that. It was 30 million. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. damn. Um, wow. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, What's-Her-Face that played Bianca had all already been in Third Rock. And then, oh, okay. Um, That's, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, but, right. Yes, that was 96. And then okay. Heath Ledger, um, this was his first American movie, so they probably didn't pay him very much. Sure. All right. 
So, John, how much do you think this yes. movie has made worldwide gross basically up until this point? Well, considering it seems like everyone in this world is in love with this movie except for <laughs> me, um, <laughs> I'm going to say one, between 115 and, one, and 200. So 175, let's uh, okay. split the difference. Matt? Okay. I don't recall this being like a smash success. Um, I, I assume it definitely made you know more than its own money back. So I'm going to say somewhere in the like 40 to 50 million ish round number. Fifty three. Okay. I mean, Look million. at that. Yeah. I'm getting better Good at this Christ. shit. I am. I am way <laughs> off on aspects. That's all right, what dude. Is... I've got 111 episodes of this shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get this stuff narrowed down. I say that, and then next week it'll be wildly um, off. One more fun fact I want to say before we move on. The marching band that played while he was singing his song uh-huh. was from a local high school. Like, they found a local high school, Lincoln High School. They asked them if they would play this song. They did. They learned it. They played it. And the guy that he pays mm-hmm. is the le- the leader of the local high school. So he's not even an actor, which I thought was fucking awesome. Nice. Yeah. Like, okay, this kid is probably the biggest nerd in school, right? He's like this <laughs> right. chubby Mexican kid that is like the drum leader of like this marching band. And I bet he got serious ass after From being, being in this movie. movie? Yeah, just, just by so. association. Yeah. 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 Well, good for him. So, I know, right? Yay. Alright, so now do you want to do ages? Let's do that and we of course have a theme song for that as well. Let's play Guess the Age. (laughs) Short and sweet, provided by Mr. Brandon Alberta. Thank you, Brandon. Yay. Okay, I was trying to figure out who that was. Yeah, we we outsource all of our uh, theme songs here on the show. Otherwise we get tagged. (laughs) Right, we try to get other people to provide all of the work for us. That way all we have to do is talk about movies and watch movies. So there are a lot of these. Brilliant. Yep. So we're going to kind of try to blow through them. Okay, let's get through them quick. All right, so John, how old do you think yes. Heath Ledger was in 1999? 22. Okay, Matt? Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to say he was probably 20. 20. Good okay. job. All right. Julia Stiles. They're always, how old do you think Cat was? They're always older than you want them, to, or like than you think they're going to be. <laughs> they're all they're always older than you want them to. Yeah, want okay. was a strange word, but yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I want them to be sixteen. Okay. I can't wait until he get, he guesses how old David Crumholtz was. Right. Okay. That's always uh, Julia Stiles. Yeah. Julia Stiles. How old do you think she was? Well, uh, she she flashed the teacher, so I'm guessing at least 18, I hope. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to say 18, 19. Okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say she was right around that same 20 like era, era uh, mark. 17. Okay. All right. So they, uh, had, a, they my, had a body um, double. So, right? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I definitely paused that movie last night. I have to go call my lawyer real quick. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my yeah, he, man. he wrote a real long story about it. <laughs> How old do you think my man Joseph Gordon-Levitt was, John? JGL. Well, he looks like he's fourteen, right? But still but now, he, even he, <laughs> exactly. So that, and he's much older. He's always looked young. So I'm going to say he this was, fucking movie is twenty-one years old. Is that insane? I'm going to I'm going to say he was the oldest of them all. I'm going to say twenty-six, twenty-seven. Okay. okay, just go. Just flip just, the script on JGL. Uh, I'll say he was. I'll say he was eighteen. 
He was 18. Oh my God. This is like the greatest God. movie of all time for me. This is impri- <laughs> I, just in case anyone's That's listening for the first time. I don't do any of the research for this at all. No, and entirely Matt on to Mandy. never gets it never, this on. Never. All right. Larissa Olenek, um, who played Bianca. How old do you think she was, John? 16. Ooh. That's right in that yeah. sweet spot. Younger. I was going to go. Uh, I was going to say 17. 18. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, my price is right, did you? <laughs> snuck in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just barely over there. Yeah, right. Right. Andrew right. Keegan. How old do you think Andrew Keegan was? <laughs> Before he started his weird sex cult. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, again, I think he's going to be in his early to mid 20s. I'm going to say 23, 24. Yeah, he seemed okay. a little older, but I'll just stick with the 20 range. 20. He was 20. Okay. Matt, Jesus Christ, you're on fire. Look at that. This is insane. This. Okay. I quit. I'm done. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got to no carni- join a carnival somewhere. I have, I have two more. Okay. <laughs> David Crummelt. Oh my God. I am awful was? at this. I'm going to just say 35 just to, just to get it out of the way. <laughs> this kid. David Crummelt. David Crummeltz is who played Michael Ekman, the guy that was like his friend that played right, Shakespeare. Which is weird because they call right. him Michael in the beginning and he's like, Michael, who's Michael? And then later on they just start calling him William, right? I mean, because All right. yeah. He dresses like <laughs> so, William Shakespeare. So Matt said right. 35. <laughs> I can promise you that that is not correct. <laughs> this all stems from the Santa Claus when he was like, I know. when he was like a 29 year old man and he was dealing with a bunch of children. <laughs> so what, how old do you think? David Crummolds was in it, when he was in this movie. He played a 16-year-old. How old do you think he was, John? <laughs> I was going to say, because, yeah, the same. The only other movie I really know him from is, I think it was an elf. So, And he right. had to be 40 by then. So that was 20 <laughs> years later. Right? No, not even that. 10 years later. I'm going to say 20. 1920 again. Okay. He was 21. Hey, look at that. All right. Damn. Here's, All right. here's one that Round I think one. will shock the shit out of you guys. Gabrielle Union. How old do you think she was when she made this movie? Ooh. I'll bet you're That's saying. That's the friend, Chastity. Yeah. Right. So she's yeah. either. She doesn't have a Prada bag. Right. That's the thing. I'm going to guess her, <laughs> her unbelievable aspect of this is that she's way too young. But we'll see. Nine? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with too young. Fourteen. I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I was. Matt? Yeah, I was gonna be like fifteen-ish or whatever. But twenty-seven. No shit. God damn. Twenty-seven wow. years old. She's Black the new don't crap. I am telling <laughs> no. you, she's the new that girl. Oh my god, she is so believably beautiful in everything that she plays. Like yeah. she was twenty-seven years old playing a sixteen-year-old girl. She had girl. the air of a twenty-seven-year-old woman, really. I mean, she had a glow to her in this movie. She was- <laughs> <laughs> now I'm allowed to rewind this movie and watch her a lot more than I was watching her Absolutely. before. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, in the middle of this here, let's play another clip. I just have looks like this one left here. How is it possible that I did not know about this? I warned him that if he told anyone, the cheerleading squad would find out how tiny his dick is. Zing. You thought they were going to get like a a sisterly sort of like high five there and everything was going to be fine, but it totally twisted and they ended up leaving sad again, which I was like, whoa, what the hell? Okay. So uh, another fun fact, which I wasn't sure if we would have time. Um, The guy that plays Bogey Lowenstein. Yep. He, his name is Kyle Cease, 
And he became the youngest headlining comedian in the Pacific Northwest, where he performed numerous colleges, clubs, corporate events. At 20, he won Giggles Comedy Competition. Um, he placed in the finals um, in Seattle or at, in the Seattle International Comedy Competition in 1998, and this was his first movie role. So wow. like he was, wow, he was actually like a really good stand-up comedian. He's like, oh, that must be Nigel with the Brie. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that was his like big like his big debut. Yeah, like, but super un- super underutilized. Like yeah, but in a way, it's sure. like hey, good good on you. Like, Where we can all hope for that kind of a role. <laughs> like like everything Mitch Hedberg has been in like like before. Like he was like a huge comedian, and they're just like. He's just playing poker during Almost Famous, you know, like, come on, right. let the guy do something. <laughs> all right. Uh, is there any other, did we do all the ages? We got all those through? Yep. All right. We got one more. Do we have one more game? Do we have a couple games? I don't know. We have we... one more game, but also just so you guys know, this became a, in 2009, 2010, this was a TV show, 10 Things I Hate okay. About You. Um, and the dad was the dad. And oh. Larry Miller was the Fun. dad. So. Look at that. How right. old was he? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Old. We, we don't have time to figure old it out. We, only, okay. we got like <laughs> ten minutes. We got like nine minutes to wrap this up. So we got one more game All here. Right. All right, and the game has a theme song, and the theme song goes like this. I think it's time we stop, children. What's that sound? Do you hear what I hear? What's that sound? Do you hear what I hear? What? 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 What's that sound? All right, it is time for us to play What's That Sound? In this game, I take a sound from the movie. I will play it aloud for you, John, and you will tell me what's happening on screen while this sound is happening. If you can't get it, it goes to Mandy. Then if Mandy can't get it, it goes to the listening audience. Mandy has not heard these clips either, so it is up to you guys to figure out what's happening on screen during these sounds. The first sound goes like this. If I need to replay it, let me know. That was the, awesome. was that uh, the first the first time or when um, the Heath Ledger character went to the club to s- essentially stalk the the Julie Stiles character? Was that what that was? Nope, that wasn't. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna play it one more time. Don't listen to the music. Right. The music is not what I'm okay. what you need. It's there's a sound that's happening under the music bed. This movie was tough to pull some sounds from just because there is a lot of music in it. Uh, right. Speaking of music in this movie, they open it with uh, One Week by Bare Naked Ladies, which was another plus for me. Like, great, great choice of music, especially at that time period. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to play that There's sound. a different version of it, though, wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't know. I just remembered hearing that song and being like, hell yeah, way to go. Most of these, I just fast forward through the intro credits because it's just, who cares? But all right. So I'm looking for that buzzy noise that's happening in the background. It it sounds like somebody's in shop class. Mm. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm trying I'm trying to remember was that in the the very beginning where they where he was introducing him to all the different people with the uh the Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt character? No. No, no. No. Think about think about when he meets Heath Ledger's character in shop class what happens. They were in shop class, yep. 
Oh, that's that's right. I, I, here's here's the problem is, and I mentioned this earlier. I was very drunk. Very drunk for sure. Movie. All right, Mandy, uh, we don't we don't have time, so you yeah, take yeah. it. Okay. Um, it's when he drills the hole in his book. In the French book, yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Which that's right. It's yep, fun yep, yep. because it comes out later on. He continues to try to use that same book, and it's funny because it's got the hole through it all the time. <laughs> all right, so that was the first one. Second sound is here. All right. I know that was that was kind of uh, a, yeah. Play that intense. again. I had I had to turn my headphones okay. down. Yep. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay, I get was it. That, was that uh, where, um, the, and again, I'm, I'm terrible with names, but the, the friend uh, was was driving the, the motorbike and went off the uh, the edge? No, no I, almost, was that, I, I almost pulled that sound, but that was too much. There was too much going on to decipher kind of what was happening at that, but it is vehicular okay. in nature, I'll tell you that. Uh, but no, that is not the. Oh, when uh, when moment. she when was that when she backed up into uh, Heath Ledger's car? That is yes, correct. Yeah, was, not Heath Ledger. Yeah, but yeah, um, and Joey. Joey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, she right. backs up into Joey's. Well car. Well done, yeah. and you were drunk, and you had never seen this movie before. <laughs> <All right>. We've <laughs> got one more to go, and I seriously doubt you're going to get this one. So do not feel bad if you don't get it, Mandy. Maybe, but right. I don't know that you'll get it, John. Here we go. No, Mandy. You uh, see? Yeah. Yes I, or yeah, no? I, I got nothing. I, yeah. I got nothing. Oh, okay. All right. You got nothing, John. All right, Mandy. Take it away. I got nothing. It's when he opens his knife. Yeah, is his switchblade stabs, stabs, stabs. Yeah, and he yeah. stabs. Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah. Again, for your only having seen the movie one time, it was really hit or miss whether you were going to get those or not. So I was. Yeah, you, you did amazing, actually. You got, yeah, you got her running into Joey's <laughs> I'll, car. So. There I'll take go. it. That's, yeah, there you go. That's a win for be, us. Better and, than. Uh, Better than I am with numbers. So, okay. Sure, sure. okay, wait. Before we do anything else, would you ever watch this movie again? Do you think, John? That's kind of our gauge whether or not you think this is okay. good. <laughs> would you watch it? Again? You can. You can drink your water or whatever. You don't have to like sit back and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. You know, I would. I mean, because uh, again, romantic comedy has never really been my thing. I was, I was. I'll be honest, a little skeptical going in, but I. Sure. I actually really enjoyed it uh, it, was, it was better than i thought it was gonna be Yay! Uh, so yeah I, I i would i would definitely watch this again but uh if my fiance is watching this or listening to this uh no we're never watching this again there you go, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay so actually that okay so did you we didn't really talk about it did you like the movie was were there holes or anything that you hated or no. things that you liked I, I enjoyed it. I, I did think it was, uh, again, uh, somewhat unrealistic. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know, just the, the whole idea that, that um, you know, you can, you can uh, pursue a woman and she can say 10 times no. And then at that 11th time, that's the magic number. She's <laughs> yep. going to say yes. You know, uh, so that, that kind of threw me off my game a little bit. But no, overall, I, I think it was, it was a very enjoyable movie. I, I would definitely watch it again for sure. All right, Good. cool, cool, Mandy. Okay. I'm guessing yours is a solid yes. Um, yeah. I don't know when. Maybe when Kate is old enough to watch sure. it. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Matt? I will probably be made to watch it again. Because, yeah, because your wife will, and I'm sure she you, will make our daughter watch it again at some point. Well, do you like it though? I thought it was an interesting way to experience 
like a Shakespearean story in real life. I think it's got merit for that purpose. Uh, I think it's somewhat well written. I think there are some holes in the storyline that could have been buttoned up a little bit. What, am I going to tell you how to fix the movie now? Probably not. Um, but, you know, it was, it's good enough. It was very much a, a you know, late 90s teen rom-com sort of thing. And it, yeah. it fit right into that mold. So yeah. One of the things I loved is that they did not have a choreographed dance at the <laughs> dance. For sure. That was like, and like, they all didn't dance the same thing. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> all right guys, we have to very quickly uh, spout out sure. any sort of plugs or anything you've got going on that sure. you want to point people toward, John. Sure. Uh, you can find me at the John Batch on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can uh, follow my podcast on those same platforms. You can listen to it anywhere. Uh, it's called Good Versus Evil, uh, again, on any streaming platform. I also have a comedy cooking series uh, called Dirty Dishes. You can find that on YouTube. You can also find that on Pornhub at Pornhub.com <laughs> slash users slash The Dirtiest Dish. Nice. Very good. Very good. Nice. And uh, Mandy, do you have anything you want people to know in the last minute here? Nope. All right. Otherwise, uh, thank you so much, John, for coming on. You can find us. Uh, you can email the show at another episode podcast at gmail.com or go to Instagram and find us there at another episode. We post the poster of the film that we are going to do the following week on every Sunday. So, John, at some point, I'm going to superimpose your face over the poster for 10 Things I Hate About You, and it will uh, show people what to watch before the episode drops on Wednesday. So that'll be exciting there. And we always play a clip at the end to get out of this mess because we don't know how to end this otherwise. So today, the last clip sounds like this. I want you. I need you. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That's it. All right. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Thanks. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.